the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. There's always something out there, right? How are the markets doing? Why are the markets doing what they're doing? Where do you want the markets to go? Um, Are you comfortable in current markets? A lot going on. Now, one of the things that I try to do, and I try to do this as best as possible, is kind of diffuse some of the headlines and tell you where I'm going at with that. There's not a big market-moving headline out there today, and yet there are lots of headlines. Um, Let me give you an example. President Trump has nominated Christopher Wray, a former Justice Department official, to be the director of the FBI. Okay, now instantly you're going like, I wonder if this guy's loyal to Trump. I wonder if this means like the whole Russia thing goes away. Wouldn't that be good for Wall Street? Staying in the political headlines, media sources indicate the tension between the president and Attorney General Sessions over Sessions' decision to recuse himself from the Russia investigation is so significant that Mr. Sessions reportedly floated the possibility of resigning. Okay, Attorney General of the United States basically feeling uncomfortable with the president. Um, that doesn't give you a lot of comfort in Wall Street. Economically speaking, the OECD increased its global GDP growth forecast for 2017 and 18, but it lowered its growth forecast for the United States. And right there, that headline should make you think, if you own stocks, you should own some stocks that have some exposure to international markets. Because the U.S. growth forecast is coming down, but the international forecast is going up. In the world of monetary policy, there's a big financial news company called Bloomberg. They have an article highlighting the prospect of the ECB lowering its inflation target forecast for 2017 through 2019 period. So low inflation is a good environment to grow assets. 
but it's also saying that there's not enough growth there that it creates inflation. So on one hand, you're not getting inflation hitting people and the, the value of their living. But on the other side of it, they're not getting enough inflation to you know, keep up with demand as far as economically speaking. The Reserve Bank of India left its key policy rate unchanged at 6.25%. Fiscal policy news. There's some reports that health care reform efforts are bogged down in the Senate and the GOP leadership may just be inclined to move on to tax reform. Um, I would love to see tax reform as a guy who pays what feels like a crazy amount of taxes. Uh, I would like to see political reform and see how taxes are spent and make maybe hope that they can be spent more wisely. President Trump is continuing to advance his ideas for an infrastructure plan. See, these are all big headlines, right? But none of them are moving the market. In the world of terrorism and geopolitics, ISIS has claimed responsibility for a terrorist attack on Iran's parliament, a suicide bombing at a shrine that killed at least 12 people. Um, as far as stocks going, we got a, a late bout of selling yesterday. And a lot of markets favored growth start. Um, we'll see if it, they have a follow-through on selling. Oil slightly lower after an inventory report. And again, this all plays into the market, right? You see how these headlines are like market drivers, but none of them are like pulling us up or down then, really. So uh, we had a build in gasoline, but we had a drawdown in, in oil. Uh, elsewhere, the the euro is down one half of a percent against the dollar. Chatter suggests the ECB might cut its inflation rate, which they did. So lots of headlines out there, right? Investors are playing it safe ahead of the Comey testimony, the UK election, and ECB decision. Crude down today on that bill in gasoline inventories. Strength in financials, technology, and materials, weakness in energy, industrials, and consumer staples. That's just getting us started, right? I think so. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, you know, taxes. How about if you win the lottery? Would you mind paying taxes, or would you go, Ugh! Uh, if you win Wednesday's Powerball, the tax bill will be pretty high. The lump sum cash payout is going to be at least $235 million. But if you win, you should consult a financial advisor, add an accountant, and an attorney long before you go to pick up that money. Federal tax withholding for that lump sum would be about $58.5 million. I don't play the lottery. Um... If I did, I would say, hey, I lost, but I just threw down a couple bucks to have a dream of what it would be like to have $375 million. Um, you know, if you win $235 million, you're going to, you know, the lump sum would be 58.5 as far as federal taxes go. The state taxes would be about $20.7 million. It's funny, when you listen to people, what would you do if you won? 86% say they would invest or save. 33% would donate to charity. 28% go on a trip. 26% buy a new home. 8% buy a car. 
I think that 8% buy a car would actually be about 98% would buy a car. Your odds of winning the Powerball Grand Prize is 1,292,201,338, uh, which is essentially one person in the United States, right? Um, that's kind of crazy. So we got that going on tonight. Uh, other things to consider on Wall Street. Uh, investing. Um, Stories-wise, uh, Apple's HomePod was something that you know a lot of people felt compelled to have an opinion on in the last few days. Uh, nothing really else has come out of the Apple conference. You got a lot of big speakers yesterday, uh, including Michelle Obama. Uh, changing topics ever so slightly. Three years ago, Google's self-driving car project abruptly shifted from designing a vehicle that would drive autonomously most of the time, while occasionally requiring human oversight, to a slow-speed robot without a brake pedal. Uh, Google made the decision after giving self-driving cars to Google employees for their work commutes and recording what the passengers did while the autonomous system did in the driving. And ultimately, in-car cameras recorded employees climbing into the backseat, climbing out of an open car window, smooching while the car was in motion, um, and basically, they're, one of the heads of their project said, we saw stuff that made us a little nervous. Um, saw a number of silly actions, including the driver turning around while the car was moving. Uh, so, that does beg the question that we're easily distracted by games, phones, and by uh, partners, is the way I'm going to say that. Mates might be a better way of saying oh. it. So the self-driving car concept kind of got a little egregious so they shut down the experiment 800-516-1220 to get your call on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more you can always find me online at robblackshow.com it's robblackshow.com anything you want to talk about we can talk about Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the most important things that came out of Apple's big event this week was the Arc Kit, which will bring augmented reality capabilities to hundreds of millions of devices. Um, there's an investor out there named Gene Munster who used to be an analyst and is he called it revolutionary. A light year ahead of everything else that's out there right now uh, was the quote. The company announced a new augmented reality development platform called Arkit that will bring augmented reality capability to hundreds of millions of devices. A lot of people know artificial reality, augmented reality, as the technology behind Snapchat lenses and Pokemon but it's much, much, much more important. Um, augmented reality is going to be the operating system of the future. Munster was a top analyst 
before he started his own venture firm, where he invests in companies like augmented reality that do augmented reality. So he has an idea of both Apple and the technology. And he thinks the iPhone is going to be the augmented reality device for the next five years, but eventually it's going to become something wearable. Um, think Google Glasses. The iPhone is going to be, you know, at the, the start of it. And down the road, we're going to, you know, get some sort of wearable device probably over our, our face or our eyes um, that you're going to be doing a lot of computing on things you look at. So while few of Apple's individual software platforms like Apple Music have been a breakout success, the broader power of the platforms like the App Store make it make a huge difference. Apple's in a unique position since it makes the cameras and the hardware that a lot of consumers may eventually use for augmented reality. That's important because Apple's next iPhone is expected by some analysts to create a super cycle of sales. I own shares of Apple. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little more on financial planning issues. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com, or he can be found at NewFocusFinancial.com. Email comes from Cody. I'm interested in the laws in California in regards to palimony. I'm in a great relationship. I've been in it for seven years, but I want to protect myself. I make $90,000 a year, twice as much as my partner. I'm a saver. My name is on the house. Uh, seven years of living together. She has a kid. I put down 55000 on the house. If we split, we split all costs in half. She's got that boy is my savings house, 401k, union pension at risk if things go south. What do I do to protect my assets? Well, it's a commingling situation. So if you have assets prior to marriage, or a lot of times this has to be done before cohabitation. Right. So let's say that you're going to get engaged and living, live together. Unfortunately, the best idea is to get the prenup prior to right. cohabitation. But even with that said, you should be able to to separate and keep your own assets separate as long as you don't. So if he had the house before he shacked up with her, and it's only in his name, it's going to always be only in his name. Yeah, but where you can run into problems is that if they use joint income to continue to make the mortgage payments, yep. it taints the property. It's no longer a separate property, and it's a community property. So you need to keep very specific records and say, okay... Your money that you're paying is going to cable and everything else. My money is paying the mortgage payments. He's basically screwed because he probably hasn't done that. They probably have a joint savings account where they both find it is my guess. Right. Well, so let's say you come in and you have a taxable account you've been funding for a long time, an IRA, and your 401k. So what you need to do is once you get married or go into a cohabitation is, is really stop funding that account. And fund other accounts. Make sure that that's listed and do your own trust, your own living trust. And in your living trust, you have a schedule of community properties and separate properties. Clearly list that as a separate property and no longer fund it with joint assets. If you get money from inheritance or a gift, that can go into that separate property account to make sure that that doesn't get tainted with community property. Um, But even your 401k, you keep clear records of what the value was before you got married and then, because that all the the value prior to marriage, yeah. that's all yours. Right. But it's going to be funded now with community property assets, which is your salary. So that you have to. Uh, long that's story be split. Long story short, because he's thinking of it in year seven. Probably she is entitled to half. Mm-hmm. Um, and most lawyers and most uh, mediators would say just split it in half, because you're not going to be able to back out of this without getting a huge legal bill to end. 
Uh, it's pretty easy. If you do a good job in keeping separate assets separate, it's if good. If you do, if, yeah. but again, he's asking at, in fear more so than in planning. Mm-hmm. So my advice is if you're going to live with women in the state of California is treat them like a four-year bottle of wine. It goes bad after four years. Don't get to that fifth year of cohabitation. <laughs> never, ever, never. That one female listener you have is now gone. I'm cheesy. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no. Next show is women wait, in investing. Wait, 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 wait. I know. You know, I, I, met that, you know I met that woman last year who was 29. She right. had lived with a guy for six years. She had maxed out her 401k. She had paid $30,000 of his debt off. Mm-hmm. She was cohabitating. He could have taken her for 50% of her worth, even though he spent everything and saved nothing. Um she was the breadwinner, yeah. or she was the saver. And in the state of California, he could have gone to court and said, I want some of that. Well, most marriages end. You know, 50% of them end, and then they go do it again. And so if you're now going you to do it again... Now you just lost us that one married couple who've been married for 40 years. <laughs> but let's talk about a prenup agreement, too, especially as a business owner. Because what you can clearly spell out in a prenup, for example, or typically if you do it right... Um, so I've been told I'm not an attorney, so don't think of this as legal advice... But um, if you're a business owner, you get a certain amount of money from salary and a certain amount from profit distributions. And in the prenup, you might need to spell out that, okay, I, the salary is community property going forward, but the profit distributions aren't. Okay. That's something to think about. If you've been burned and you've already lost half your company in a in a divorce, right. then you also have to think about protecting that again. Don't do the, don't make the same mistake. Prenups, postnups, all good things to talk about. And again, Cody, if you're worried, strongly consider sitting down with her in the good times and saying, like, look, I'm, I want to protect you. I want to protect me. I want to make sure that we plan for, you know, our future financially intelligently. So let's do this now. There's no shame in having the conversation honestly and openly versus waiting till you know, what's going to come out of the dark. Any last thoughts in the last 30 seconds? Uh, no. I mean, it's something that you probably should educate your kids, too, because, um, you know, basically the age of our audience, a lot of people have kids and starting to talk to them about these types of finance issues, warning them about knowing the financial views, goals of people that they're starting to date, yep. um, their credit, you know, how they view money. It's, it's really important to talk to your kids about this stuff as well. I tell people in their 20s, marry wisely, wait till you're 30, maybe 35. To get your calls on the air, you can always call the show 800-516-1220. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. And we've got a big retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar plus a bonus session. A uh, new type of seminar coming up in Burlingame on July 13th, Doubletree by Hilton Hotel. You can sign up for the event. It's $25. Lunch is included. You can sign up for the event in Burlingame at the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel. Um, it's going to be 11 to 1, and then there's a breakout session shortly after 1 p.m. Uh, code to get in for free is Radio 25. That's Radio 25. Sign up today. Uh, check us out. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Session in Burlingame coming up uh, July 13th, a little over a month from now. It will fill up. Thanks. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uber has fired more than 20 workers in sexual harassment investigation. Um, they seem to have a problem with partying a little bit too hard and putting down women and respecting women in the process. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't there. But the reports make it look like it's a pretty slimy place to uh, work. Uh, J. Crew has decided to part ways with Mickey Drexler. Um, he is one of those people who is a leader in fashion, and he's going to step aside as chief executive and hand over the duties to an outsider. They sell preppy clothes. They're struggling with a prolonged slump and hefty debt. Um, it's a closely held company. Um, the change ultimately comes as Mr. Dreckler is scrambling to keep the company he took private in a leveraged buyout from ending up in bankruptcy. Sales at stores open at least a year have fallen for the past 10 quarters. Millennials just don't like it. It's not a fun time to be in the retail world. Um, Mr. Drexler said, I feel a strong drive to be successful always to make the businesses work, and there's a big responsibility to know what I do. He basically redefined Gap in the 1990s and then transformed J. Crew into a household name. He said recently in an interview that he was surprised how quickly technology had upended the fashion retailing, and he promised to revamp J. Crew. His plan was to emphasize lower prices, invest in digital marketing, and adopt a more accessible image. He's a pretty fascinating guy. If you get a chance to Google him, his name is Mickey Drexler, D-R-E-X-L-E-R. I would say what Steve Jobs was to the phone, he has been to fashion retailing. So, uh, with that out there, you know, take a look-see. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the biggest things that we can get ourselves into is um, a mortgage. And that could be a, a pretty big debt for a lot of people. And it's something that, you know, I don't want you to take lightly in any way, shape, or form. Uh, a lot of people are like just... They're so thrilled that real estate always goes up. And my house hasn't gone up in two years. And to be honest with you, I don't think my house is going to go up for the next seven. I would be surprised unless wage inflation really does some you know, big things the next couple of years. The Mortgage Bankers Association released its weekly report on mortgage applications. They noted a 7.1% increase in the group's seasonally adjusted composite index for the week ending June 2nd. Um, mortgage, rates low, <coughs> mortgage rates hit a six-month low. Um, so you're seeing the 30-year fixed now down to 4.14%. That's lowest since November. And on jumbo, it's down to 4.08%. So the average interest rate on a 15-year fixed is down to 3.39%. 
To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Let's bring on Tony Mendez and talk a little more on mortgages. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Uh, anything that you have put out of your mind completely that you've wanted to forget that you did? You know, that's a good question. Uh, it's kind of difficult in our business because everything's changing and, and we're still reeling from a lot of the the downturn. So everything that we deal with today is a result of what happened between 2007, 2008, and, and 2014. So not really. Um, I, I, I don't want to forget what happened. Um, you know, and I continually think that people in the Bay Area, most people that I, I work with and run into, um, have a good sense of what happened and have a good perspective. But there's still a lot of people out there that are going to prey on not the weak, but the, the, the greedy maybe, Rob. I don't, I can't, I don't want to really call somebody who's looking to buy or get into real estate greedy. But if you're listening to a, an infomercial and you are listening to some guy saying, I'm going to be your buddy for the next uh, 30 to 50 days while we put you through this transaction over in Salt Lake City, or in Denver or something like that, just on the hopes that he's correct. Um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of a little bit too aggressive for me. Um, I like people to do more research. Um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we got into the situation we got back in 2007, 2008. Uh, you kind of feel me, Rob? Sure. So I was looking for something a little bit more personal, like maybe forget like the awkwardness of asking a girl out. Because remember when you're like 14, 15, that was the most painful moment of your life because you wanted to talk to a girl. You knew your body wanted to be next to a girl, but then you still had to make that conversational. Selective memory? Is that what you're trying to say? I think there's some selective memory, and I think there's stuff that we forget. And later on, when you've got a little bit of game, it's like easier to talk to to the opposite sex. But early on, it's it's almost painful. Um, But I guess that's where, again, either God or Mother Nature... Somebody kicks in your hormones and basically makes you talk to the member of the opposite sex. What do you think about the the existing homes versus the new homes? Because uh, we don't get a lot of new homes built around the Bay Area, do we? No, it's and and you you will hear a lot of news about that because it's kind of the pulse of what um, what's going on in the nation. It's uh, it's a forecast of what you know, usually six months out, what builders really feel about the economy. They do this sentiment report, uh, National Home Builders Association. And uh, when you put all that together, you can kind of get a good feeling of what's going on. But uh, existing home sales is really what it's all about. I mean, that, I can tell you that the confidence is up across the board for people who are looking to sell, which is good news, and people who are looking to buy, which is the, you know the opposite side of that, which is good news. Uh, one of the magic numbers that I see inside the segment, inside the uh, release, is inventory of new homes sits at about um, it's up three and a half percent, but the, the sales pace, the days it takes to sell every single house. If you went from today and you didn't put another home on on the market, it would take five point seven months, which is starting to get to that point. You know, anything under six months is clearly a seller's market. Yeah, that's a, a good. It's six months is really the the right amount of inventory that we need. Uh-huh. Uh, five point seven is getting below normal. Uh, but it's also we're seeing that the the time on the market, which uh, last year was about, I think it was in the 50s or 60s. Now it's down to 43 days for the t- for a property to sit on the market. So we're seeing a much faster turn time for properties, which is also another indicator of how hot the market is. With three T's. It's interesting to note again that uh, my friend that I work out with in the steam. Well, I don't work out with him in the steam room because that sounds mighty uh, provocative. 
Maybe a little French music. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Um, <laughs> so you have a really good-looking portfolio. Asian guy, how are you doing today? <laughs> nice, my gringo friend. What do you need to know about the housing market? Um, but again, the average home, and this was a question that I had for him. I don't think the average home in my city is 1.5 million, but definitively on my street, everything's going for about a thousand dollars a square foot now, and that seems to be a big four-digit number. It's like Manhattan prices. It's Manhattan prices for yeah. sure. And uh, you know, I, I was like, I got into my home, I think around 775 dollars a square foot. And I thought that was high, and you know, we talk about this, you know, because that's how Zillow kind of does their magical thing. If you go to Zillow and look at your home price. Uh, you'll see that like they value your house at one point, blah, 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 based on the square footage, based on a previous sale from a home. And there's not a lot of magic going on other than that. They don't know if you have gold toilets or not, which might increase the value. They don't know if your house is made out of balsa wood, which might decrease the value. So I've always wanted a house made out of balsa wood. Yeah, you brought up a good point. There was, um, I was talking to a client the other day who who didn't get their the appraisal value that they wanted, but they had put forty fifty thousand dollars of upgrades into the property, and they never really got that return because you can't really compare that to other houses because they the, the appraiser never goes into those other houses. They just look at what's listed. So your house is the same way, unless it sells for the higher amount. They really don't know what's in it. Okay. So. Um, if I can yeah, come you, back, if I if, if there's reincarnation, I want to come back as an appraiser one day because those are those are kind of like some manly men, aren't they? they? They work pretty hard. Yeah, it's it's a tough job. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people. The people who stuck around because the the home valuation code of conduct really kind of put a bone into the um, into the the engine, so to speak. Okay, and, that's such a mixed metaphor. I know a bone into the engine. I was thinking of a bone. Did they in, take the bone away from the dog. Did they put <laughs> a, a a crank in the engine? What was it? A piston that blew? Well, the ones that are still around, let me put it this way, are are, are working pretty hard. It, appraisal the industry right now is is looking for more appraisers. Okay. So everybody's overworked. If you need a loan, he's your man. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. The OECD, which is a Paris-based uh, group. <clears throat> The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development has predicted the global economy is set to grow about 3.5% in 2017. I will not say this any stronger than I'm saying it. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. You have to have some exposure to international stocks. Um, hopefully in your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Uh, keep in mind companies like Apple are an international stock on some levels, but not good enough for me. I want you to expose yourself to some international exchange-traded funds or mutual funds um, <clears throat> worthy of note. Got a big event coming up in July. New information is at robblackshow.com. It is a retirement income strategies planning and bonus session lunch. It's at the Doubletree by Hilton. You can sign up for free using the code radio25. Otherwise, it's $25, so <clears throat> free lunch and investment seminar. Uh, if it's appropriate for you, there's more details at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, invested in more. With four electric vehicle models either on sale or in development, Tesla CEO Elon Musk said yesterday that the growing brand may be required to build at least three and possibly as many as 10 or 20 new factories to keep up with expected demand. That's not good if you're a Tesla investor. He's basically saying, you know, we've got 400,000 reservations for the Tesla, the new Tesla Model 3. And he's offering two luxury current vehicles, the Model S sedan and Model X crossover. And the Model Y won't be built on the same chassis as the Model 3. So down the road, he's saying, you know, we offered too much with the Model X, which he refers to as a Fabergé egg of cars that likely could not and should not be built again. Um, Tesla's take, now taking orders on their solar roof and their power wall battery to store excess energy to use at night and or as a powerful backup generator. When he goes out and says, we may need to build factories, what he's saying is, I need may need to raise money. Um, now, Wall Street will buy the good for you, good for you story that business is so good that you have to you know go out and raise rates. And go out and you know raise money, um, sell some shares. But at some point in time, Wall Street's going to go. When are you going to pay that back? And what's that look like? And are you going to continue to hurt current shareholders by diluting someone's shares pretty aggressively? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, Apple's new big bet is augmented reality. And when you saw the video of what they're showing, they're way ahead of everyone right now. And it's pretty revolutionary. And they announced a developer's kit for it. Now we have to come up with games and ideas to to, to market and to, and to play with it. Um, there's not a lot out there as far as what we can guess going on. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear on the show me talk about millennials, and it's probably annoying. I don't have the cliche thought on a millennial like a lot of people do. My the cliche sh- thought is that you know they're uh, self-consumed, that uh, they're smart. They've always had a phone. They've seen two recessions. They don't want to invest. Um, they're all about the experience. They don't buy napkins. They won't play golf. They're not buying homes or cars. Uh, they're not. They won't eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. And it's funny because they're the biggest spenders right now in our economy. And I think we need to pay attention to that. So, some of the stories that I've compiled in the last two months: millennials are killing the golf industry. Millennials are obsessed with the style of life. And that's killing retailers. Millennials are killing the movie business. Millennials are killing the golf industry. Um, Will the millennial generation kill Home Depot? That was in Forbes. Um, Are millennials killing wine? Uh, Promiscuous millennials are killing McDonald's. Millennials' lack of manners is killing class. Millennials are killing off paper napkins. Millennials are killing the car industry. Millennials have killed crowdfunding. 
are millennials killing credit? Uh, why aren't millennials buying diamonds? These are all, you know, financial headlines. And when a group decides en masse against purchasing certain items from hot wings to homes, it has measurable negative impact, declining sales, layoffs, and sometimes bankruptcies. So that's why I listen to millennials and pay attention to them. During the recession, millennials were in their teens or graduating from college. So they, when they came of age, they saw their parents' generation plunge into some financial distress. They have a very psychological significant scar from the Great Recession. One in every five households at that time were severely negatively impacted by the recession. So you have an entire generation with permanently changed spending habits. They'll avoid paying full price for clothing, which has destroyed companies like Macy's and, Fear and Sears. I wanted to say Fears. <laughs> they want their dinners to be at an independent restaurant, not at Applebee's or Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, so they can kill businesses when they work in mass. Um, their student loan debt is very high. Um, seven in ten students graduate from college with loan debt averaging over thirty thousand, and that's ignoring the massive debt of students who took out loans but did not graduate. Um, student loan debt has skyrocketed. Income, both for graduates and millennials who haven't attended college, has failed to substantially increase. I care about millennials because I think what I'm saying here is crazy. Thirty-one percent of young millennials, which are the eighteen to twenty-four year olds, um. 31% of them have don't have any money in their savings account. 33% of the older millennials, who are 25 to 34, don't have any money in a saving account. Debt and a lack of money in savings obviously makes it harder to make major investments like houses or cars. And maybe that's one of the reasons they don't own houses and cars. So millennials get a real big knock for avocado toast which is a $10 treat instead of a multi-thousand dollar investment. And that may, may look them look shallow, but they don't have the money for that you know, multi-thousand dollar investment. So that's not to say you know, millennials aren't killing certain industry. They are. Um, and I look at this as adapt or perish in the world of retail, in the world of investing, in the world of financial advice, do I want to talk about it, uh, millennials on a regular basis? Frick, frack, no. But I will, because that's where the money is. Smart investor goes to where the money is. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.